Hi, I'm Mystic, aka Cynthia, the Gabby and Spontaneous F-bomb dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're, You're listening, listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. We are wildly curious and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love, and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey. Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power meets Mystic. Welcome, everyone. You are with us today for Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters, the Mind Power part of the equation, and my podcast pal, Cynthia Verkovisser, who is our mystic. We have a special episode for you today. Our episode today is all about twins. As it happens, Cynthia is the mother to twin young ladies, and I am the daughter to an older gentleman who is also a twin. And so we thought it would be kind of interesting to talk to these two sets of twins and hear from them both a little about what it's like to be a twin, growing up with a twin sibling, and if you have any, what that was like to not have them, and all things twin. So with that, I'm going to kick it over to Cynthia to ask her twins, Dominique and Amber, our first question. Okay, to get us started, right before to let the audience know, right before we hit the button, Michelle said, hey, let's do a stretch. And both sets of daughters decided that they were going to stretch and turn it into a flex and started cracking up because they were going to do the same thing. But when they talk, they say they don't do a whole lot of twin stuff. So I'm going to kick it on over to you two to tell me, do you have these synchronicities? Um, and what does that usually look like? Oh, 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 and one more thing. Before each twin speaks, please introduce yourself with your name because you might sound exactly the mm -hmm. same and we want people to know who's who. All right, I can go so first. Oh, damn it, Amber. My name is Dominique. And I was told I have a deeper voice, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, in terms of the, yeah, I feel like there's times where I, we don't have this twin power, if you will, but I do notice all the time, um, Amber, I, I know you know what it's like when we'll be hitting a conversation and then both of us will just hit a movie quote and it's usually, we'll just feed off of each other. Um, so I feel like there's times where we do have kind of this, um, this weird communication of like wanting to do the same things at the same time. I think that the flexing was a good example of it. And then I do feel like, I don't know about you, Sissy, but I do feel like there's times where 
I do feel like something might be up. Like for instance, because uh, we live in different time zones. So Amber's in the East Coast and I am in San Diego. So I know uh, I woke up at like three in the morning, which I don't usually do. And I sleep with my phone off. And I decided, I just was like, you know what? I just feel like I need to turn my phone on because I feel like there's something up. And that's when uh, Amber, I got your text regarding how you weren't going to make it to Christmas, which I never turn my phone on at nighttime. I just had this weird feeling of like, ah, I should probably turn my phone on. I feel like something might be up. So this is Amber. I feel like in ways Dominique and I are exact opposite. And then in ways we're exactly the same. So the way I think about us is Dominique is the heart and I am the head where I am <laughs> analytical and Everything I do is like thought through where my sister is like the feeler. So I don't necessarily know that I wake up, um, you know, in the middle of the night being like something's off, but I do think that there are times when, as Dominic said, we're on the same wavelength, even we're watching the same movie at the mm -hmm. same time or, mm -hmm. or, you know, she listens to a song and I was like, no way. I was just listening to that a couple hours ago. So in a lot of ways, I do think we're on the same wavelength. Um, and I also think I feel things about my sister that are so much stronger than I have feelings about other people. So mm -hmm. if my sister is upset, I am deeply upset to my core to the point where it it's like painful. But I don't feel that out of nowhere. It's she tells me, like if my sister goes through a really hard breakup, it, I feel like I'm also going through that heartache. And it's there's no rhyme or reason behind it, but if she's crying, I'm crying. Mm -hmm. So in this weird way, we're emotionally connected. And again, I don't consider myself a, the feeler, <laughs> but there's some, for some reason, I think she and I are really emotionally connected in a way that I don't know that other people are connected. I would agree with that for sure. Especially about the thinking and the feeling piece. My bad. I, my brain doesn't go that way. I just feel it out, but totally. I'm in the same boat where, I remember Amber, you called me, you know, with a, with a tough situation and I, I couldn't sleep for about three days. Like it just, it just feels like if, yeah, if she's hurting, I'm gonna get emotional thinking about it. Fucking feelings, man. Pardon my language. But um, yeah, it's like, as soon as I hear that there's, or feel that there's a little bit of pain, it's like, it's like, I'm physically feeling stabbed in the heart and it's really tough. Yeah. Which is actually kind of an interesting thing to me because as their mom, I don't hear any of this stuff. I hear a little bit. So the other thing that I find um, that Amber and Dominique don't talk about because I think it's so natural is that they have this cone of privacy or this, and I consider that part of the twinship too, where you don't really talk about this stuff. It's just between the two of you. It's a little bit annoying sometimes because uh, I feel like I get left out as a mom, although I totally get it. Um, uh, but don't you feel like you do that with a lot of people where you two have this thing and I know some siblings have it, but I believe that you two have it pretty tight. I think there's like this unspoken rule that it's Dominique and I against the world. Mm -hmm. Like we're both hyper-competitive people. Do not put us on the same team because you will lose. Color <laughs> high water, you will lose. <laughs> like, so my, my mom knows this story. We were like, Four. And my mom took us to work and there was one other kid in the office and he was annoying and rude to us and like actively mean. And so Dominique and I went on a rampage against this kid. Like 
we hit all of this stuff. You know, we actively were then obstructive to him and we didn't have to talk about it. We just knew like, don't mess with us because we're going to come back and get you. And then on, I would say on top of that, our friend circle is really, really, we're, we're friends with the same friends. And I think it's because same thing is that we've always been a unit. So you're not just a friend with me, you're a friend with us. And it's in a lot of ways, there's safety in that because we've up through, I would say college, you know, you had someone there right next to you. Yeah. I like joking aside, I feel like people talk about bro code all the time. Like there's that golden rule, you know, like bros have to look out for their bros, but I, I truly feel like the twin code is, is just way thicker and it's unspoken. It just is, it just, it, it just is what it is. We don't have to talk about it. It's, it literally just, she comes first always. And, and I, I was going to mention the same thing with the friend circle. It's weird that we have the same friends because, because of that unspoken rule. If you're cool with me, you're going to be cool with my sister. Um, and even though we're opposites, our values are exactly the same or pretty much exactly the same. So that's where I think a lot of that um, kind of staying in that same circle of people, staying in that same circle in general kind of plays out. Um, I had more to go off of that, but I'm looking at Amber's face and it's making me kind of laugh. So <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you know what, Michelle, I don't know if, if I ever told you this, but I also have twin uncles who happen to be five years older than me. And there was a time where the girls were little, I mean, really little, and they were complaining about something. I can't even remember what it was. And they said, they said, you don't know what it's like to be a twin. And, and I was cracking up like, you guys are just little kids. What do you, what do you know? And I happened to say that to my uncle and he, and he got very defensive. It was Rick. He got really defensive. He goes, you don't know what it's like. And then all of a sudden I thought, holy shit, I don't. I don't know what it's like to, to continually have comparison, to continually have that thing. So there's like accountability, but you have someone right there so that you, you know, that even if no one else is comparing, I don't know how you can't compare. I don't know. Did you two, do you two feel like you're still comparing? or that you do all the time lot. it's unspoken it's all the time like amber's head nodded up and down so quick because it sucks because i'm i'm her number one supporter always but there's still the there's still everything like um as an adult now i mean my muscle is bigger than your muscle amber just so you know at the beginning there but no but it's like seriously like amber is a property owner which is fucking amazing and i'm so excited for her and then there's still a party that's like dang that's not my path right now. And it's still, I think this unspoken competitive thing. And I don't know, mom, if you still hear it, but when we go to the family functions, we're still called the twins. Like people still ask where the twins are. Or like I'll hear it every once in a while, be called the twins. And that was hard for me growing up, even though you and dad were great in separating us from classrooms, making sure that we could dress how we wanted to do our hair, how we wanted to making sure we have our own identities, but we're still every once in a while lumped as the twins. So it's, it's just kind of this unspoken thing. It's this weird, and that is this weird conflictual thing that I have personally, which is like, again, if anyone even looks at Amber the wrong way, it's over straight up. But then at the same time, I'm super competitive there without wanting to be. It just is. Okay, so I have a question to ask. I have heard a couple of times, and I'm not going to be specific, 
about times that you two, the twins, have ganged up on your mother. Well, yeah. <laughs> Can you relate one of those um, situations and kind of how that story came to be? Well, I think it's one, it's the unspoken rule that it's, again, it's us against all. So um, I don't necessarily know that I have one where like- I've got one. I've got one. Well, I, I'm going to give like a kind of a tangential one. Okay. So briefly, we, my dad's good childhood friend, and his daughter lived with us for a, a couple of months. And so we had, for all intents and purposes, like a younger sister for a few months. And- classic we're going to school it's the rule of shotgun whoever calls it first gets to sit in the in the front seat well Dominique and I were not gonna let this younger person sit shotgun and so every once in a while she would call it before us and again we didn't have to agree on this it was just instinctually one of us would go nope I already called it and then so if Dominique said nope I already called it without blinking i'm gonna back her up and be like nope i heard it even though i didn't hear it it was a flat lie we were mm -hmm. lying but it was she cannot get shotgun it's not gonna happen um i think the other thing too is and dominique alluded to this and she's like oh i saw amber's face and lost my train of thought no one can make me laugh like dominique laughs in like the dumbest ways so one my sister and mom were in this argument um and <laughs> and for anyone who has seen the movie Kung Fu Hustle in the last scene um like the good guy stops the bad guy by doing a Buddhist palm where he takes his palm and he just extends it out and the person you know this huge force pushes them against you know the building the building flat and that's how he wins so my mom and sister are in this huge argument and my sister just puts her hand out and just goes Buddhist palm <laughs> and I lose it in laughter <laughs> like you cannot stop the amount of laughter. And then it was like, there's no way my mom could come back in that argument. Mm -hmm. Like there was no answer to that. And she just had to walk away. I yeah. couldn't, it's, yeah, I couldn't laugh and I couldn't, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't put in another word. It was the, the end. The example that I have is even when Amber and I were fighting, it's still the two of us versus. So for instance, like if we, we rarely got into fist fights, if ever, maybe like a couple times we'd get into a little slap fest when we were little, little. And I think we were maybe in like, we were definitely in elementary school and we were fighting. We got mad about something silly. We started like actually kind of hitting and slapping each other. But as soon as my mom came in to, um, to see what was going on, we started turning it to patty cake. And so, you know, we're not fighting. We're just playing patty cake. And we were actually, and to me, that's a huge example of like, it's just the unspoken rule. Like, we were so mad at each other to the point where we were throwing hands, but at the, but then as soon as mom came in, it's like this unspoken rule that we have to be protective of each other so we don't get in trouble. It, like for me, at least, it felt less like self-preservation and like us preservation, if that makes sense. And yeah, you feel that way too? Yeah. yeah it, well, it, in that moment, it was like, we can't get in trouble. It was like, it was communism in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the state was more important than the individual. Yeah. But, but honestly, if it was another sibling, I'm, and I've, I don't have another sibling, but I would probably, I've been watching a lot of Tim the Toolman Taylor on Disney Plus recently, and the brothers will narc each other out. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like, I could have said, oh, Amber started it, or she hit me first or whatever, but it was just, hold on, it's this, it's this protective twin thing that we have to, we have to do.
Um, I love those two stories, Michelle, if you don't mind, I'll tell you that I'll tell you two the story that I told Michelle, you, uh, I think we went to a doctor's appointment. So we were out of school and, um, I think you all were like 12, 13 years old. And the three of us decided to go to Doyle street cafe for breakfast. And we were just having a nice little talk. And all of a sudden you ganged up on me and you wanted to know when I lost my virginity and and it was just the way that you baited. It's almost like one person would say something, then the other one would say something and the other, and I could feel it happening and I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop them. I couldn't stop them in that train that they were doing. And the walls were closing in on me because I was not prepared to have that conversation. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that at well, all? Well, so I was going to not tell that moment, but tell the moment that when we bullied you into telling it, because then my mom said, I will tell you if you guys tell me. So, you know, 10 years later, we're driving in a car. I don't know how the subject came up. And then it was like, oh, yeah. So Dominique and I just said it. Like, I was this age. I was that age. And we're like, pay up. And we were not going to let my mom not pay up. <laughs> like, it was like, nope, come on. You said it. Let's go. Yes. And that's clearly the, we're a tight knit family here. Exactly. You was, guys are really making it sound scary to be a, a effectively a single mom to twins, man. This, this <laughs> sounds really hard. <laughs> well, I've actually seen, I mean, uh, there was a time their dad and I, we were also like the two, two against the world. Like we, the thing that I enjoyed so much about him is that we could play off each other and, and do the same thing. Like we could tease somebody and just be relentless in the teasing. And it was just freaking hilarious. Um, however, whenever it came to the two of us against the girls, I wouldn't say all the time, but there were times where I'll give an example. They're, they're nine, or, nine years old, out of left field, they told us that they wanted to be in the same classroom. And they came in together, they laid out all the facts, and then they, um, and then I think, what did you, did you tell the teachers or you told the principal? I can't remember what you did. You guys had to tell them because as parents, you had to be the one who gave permission for us to be in the same classroom. Right. But that's what they did. It was, it was really, it was really wild that they just came in United front and said, this is what we want to do. And it was interesting. It was really interesting because they wanted to have the same homework. They wanted, you know, for the first time which was, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Yeah. I I do feel like for me, there was a lot of challenges with the twin connection and twin code, especially going to college. Um, I learned very quickly that I did not know how to make friends and that I did not know who I was outside of the twinship. Cause um, like Amber said before, we had the same group of friends they knew us as a unit. I mean, individually too, but Amber was more outgoing. So she would be the one that would kind of bring the friends in. And then I would be the one that kind of um, won them over with my sense of humor and my charm, if you will. But um, don't give me those eyebrows, Amber. But um, I had, a, but that was something that I didn't realize until later in life. Cause I, I really, I was like, I have a good, I, I couldn't understand. And a lot of therapy later, I'm like, I don't understand why I'm having a hard time really feeling comfortable with people, really learning how to make friends. Um, 
And it's, it's, I think it a big part of it was, I'm like, oh shoot, I don't know who I am outside of the twinship. And I'm like, who is Dominique? Who's not Dominique and Amber or who's not the twin. Yeah, I would agree with and, that. And, and then that was a really difficult time. I think I Dominique, you froze there, but that's okay. Um, we got, I, I would agree with that, but I think I, again, Dominique's the feeler. I'm the thinker. I think I had that realization sooner because I knew no matter what, we could not go to the same college. Um, like I knew that right away. And I remember I wanted to apply to Northeastern University, which is where I ended up going in Boston. And Dominique had said, hey, you know, would it be cool if I applied too? And I said, you can apply, but only one of us is going. And I know uh, in the moment that, well, I now know in retrospect, that probably really hurt her feelings. Um, but I knew that I had to be by myself and that I had to push myself and be an individual. Um, so I, I just think we took different approaches to figuring that out where Dominic had to feel it out, where I knew that from an analytical place, I think, um, which I think pushed me away from us as the twins faster. Well, it certainly sounds like it. It has been delightful to talk with you guys today and I really appreciate your time. Um, I think it's been really fun to talk to you. I think it's going to be fun to hear this interview in 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 uh, conjunction with the other interview we're doing with the other twins. Um, so thank you. Thanks for being on our show today, Dominique and Amber. Great to great to see you online. Thank you. Thank I think you I'm both. Frozen. Thanks, babies. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic.